Yes. Number eight, baby. Numero ocho. Numero ocho. We have greatest week of sports, guys. Greatest week of sports. And why is that? We got the World Series. We got the start of the NBA. An uh, optimistic start for every every team's fans, as there's no more world domination by the Warriors. Coming up to halfway through season through the NFL, NHL starting to go on, along with uh, some MLS playoffs, Major League Soccer, and we have a little. Uh, how would you say that? Um, local event. We have a local event as long as Galaxy going against LFC. El Trafico. El Trafico. The El Trafico series is going on. <laughs> Did you just make that up? No. Oh, you heard You heard that? I like that. Well, number eight, guys. Eight is a, eight is a number attached to a, abundance as far as career success and spiritual gains. So my question for Kai's is, who has lifted themselves into a godly figure as far as uh, sports goes? Um, biggest one to my mind would be Babe Ruth, you know? Mm -hmm. A myth. Any, anything for you? Um, yeah, you, you could say Babe Ruth. Michael Jordan would be one that comes to mind. Uh, Jackie Robinson. Uh, Ooh, I like that. LeBron James. Not only the way he played, but the way he changed the game. As far as that, you could say Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. I was going to say Tom Brady is a big one for me. Tom Brady? Just because that's a, a local or a, a recent domination. Mm -hmm. um, as far as our lifetime, he's the biggest one. Steph Curry maybe is on his way to that. We'll see. We'll see. Still got a while to play. Definitely a Hall of Famer. What about you guys? Uh, I agree. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Whoa, what time is that? It's time for Cigars and Sports. A hand-rolled cigars from J-R-L-L-L-C. Why, why don't you get them catched up with our, our, our new pods, guys? Caught up. Caught up. <laughs> catched up. Okay. So, yeah, we've, we're slowly building a network here at... Uh, Cigars and Sports. We have an XFL exclusive pod, which we believe is the first of its time. And we don't have a name. We haven't come up for a name for it yet. But we have Faded Away, which is our NBA exclusive podcast. And we have The High Cheese. And that's our baseball exclusive podcast. So I'll have a pun on uh, cigars, I guess. And uh, we're going to build a slow, slowly but surely, we're going to build out a network. Yeah, so make sure to listen to us, guys. Um, Apple, Spotify, um and uh, we'll get you definitely caught up as far as uh, definitely in the sports sections as we reach out into other uh, clamorate, clamorate categories as well. Um, just to kind of start off, guys, while we're talking about NBA faded away, what did you see in uh, the Battle of L.A. on Tuesday? Yeah, so I, before the game in our first edition of Hashtag Your Take Tuesday, I, I kind of said that the Clippers would win by 12, and they ended up winning by 10, so I was kind of I was close on that one. Um as far as the game, Kawhi kind of played. He took off right where he left off last year. Um, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. And the, their team played well. Lou Williams took um, played well off the bench. He, he continued to play in the six-man role. And I think Patrick Beverly is, since Kawhi is not the kind of like the talk leader, um, Patrick Beverly is going to be the leader. He kind of he, he, he disrupted the game, and he went one of seven shootings. So... Um, Clippers team, the only kind of question mark they have is height, and I thought they kind of dominated, though, even though the Lakers had the lead, they kind of 
at the beginning they kind of once they got their foot and they warmed up and how everything was i felt like the clippers kind of set groove the rest of the rest of the game yeah my take on tuesday was uh clippers would be eight and zero against the lakers um in the regular season and the playoffs meaning they'd sweep the season sweep the postseason if they were to play each other um I really liked what you said about height. Uh, that was one thing I, I noticed. Um, just kind of going over my notes, I said, I noticed that this team is great with Kawhi. It's, it's going to be unstoppable with, with Paul George. The one thing um, I am worried about is this team's a little injury prone as far as Beverly and Shamit. Um, Kawhi is injury prone. And obviously Paul George is coming off surgery. So I am a little worried about that. Um, but as long as we're all healthy by playoffs, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, as you said, the Clippers went very small. They only played 10 minutes in the whole game with a true center, with Zubak. Um, for the rest of the, the game, they had Harrell at the 5, and they were using Harkless, Patterson, and uh, Jamichael Green at the 4. Um, it obviously went well, but that's one thing to look at in the future. The Lakers are big, but none of their bigs besides Anthony Davis are effective. They're just bodies, so we're going to see how, you know I mean, we'll go against that. Um... We also we played a three-guard rotation with, between Pat Beverly, Lou, and Shamit. Um, a lot of talk about P Terrence Mann and the first-year Jerome Robinson, but we have yet to see him on the floor. So I'm interested to see when Doc starts having some faith and, and trusting them on, on the floor. Yeah, and so... Let's go into high cheese. Yeah, so that kind of... That was the first game. It's Battle of L.A., Tonight we play Golden State, which we'll be able to talk about more exclusively on our next podcast when there's just not one game or two days of games going. When there's, we'll probably tap in next week when there's each game's played around three game or each team's played around three games. Um, as I mentioned before, we have a baseball exclusive podcast, and uh, that is our high cheese. And we're going to talk about in that one. We're kind of just talk about the last few weeks of baseball. And a few of our predictions that we have upcoming in the World Series. Um, We're going to wrap that up at the end of the podcast. But to, uh, to go into the beginning, I know why you guys listen. We're tuning in for those top 10 power rankings of the week. It's not for Les's locks. <laughs> it's not for Les's locks. Sorry, guys. One in four over the last two weeks. Bringing my total of the season to... Six and seven? Six and seven. You are correct. Um, still not too far behind, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get back to 500 soon. No, it would be uh, seven and nine, six and seven or seven and nine. I have to do the math on it. Anyways, <clears throat> we both did some top tens. We're gonna do this new thing, or it's gonna be our official top ten. Tune in next week. We'll be doing our top 32 as we post it on Instagram. But uh, guys, why don't you give them your first top ten first? I'll give them my first top ten. And then we'll kind of give them the cigars and sports top 10. All right. My number 10 team right now are the Colts. They beat my beloved Texans. And they, without Andrew Luck, they seem to really have, I mean, it's, Jacoby Brissett isn't Andrew Luck, but he seems to transition smoothly or Frank Wright is scheming better. Number nine, I got Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook's playing out of his mind. I believe he's the number one uh, ranked running back right now. I was a year ahead of him. Number eight, I got the Chiefs. They don't have Mahomes. He's out at least um, this week. They said he has a chance to play next week, but they're gonna play. They play Green Bay uh, this upcoming Sunday, so that's a, I think I believe that's gonna be a loss. Number seven team, I got the Bills. They're three and zero on the road, and they're 
they're a team that's not going to score a lot of points, but their defense is going to keep them around. If Josh Allen continues to really keep the turnovers rare, they'll, they'll continue to stay in the top ten. Number six, even though they lost, I got the Seahawks. They had a tough loss to Baltimore, but that leads to my number five team, which is the Ravens, and Lamar's a superstar. They have a run game. Um, Lamar's a fiery athlete, and there was a cool video of him yelling at this coach to go for it late in the fourth quarter, and they scored on a QB keep. My number four team, I got the Packers. Um, Rodgers is gro- uh, grooving. Him and LaFleur are starting to mesh, as I keep saying. They have a run game. They, they used twenty. They used a fullback on 20 plays last week, which they haven't had a fullback that remembrance since Coon. Number three, I got the Niners. They got an ugly win, but a win's a win. They should win... Um, they play tonight? No, they play They play Sunday. Number two team, I got the Saints. They're 5-0 and with Breeze. They got a couple more weeks, with the, one more week potentially without them, but I didn't see that really coming. And number one team, Patriots. I think that's consensus for... I don't think that'll change at all. What do you have, Josh? Yeah, tonight's game's going to be Vikings-Redskins. Will right. you be tuning in, Kais? Um, I will tune in a little bit, but I think I might be watching some basketball. Yeah, number 10 for me, um, I'm taking the Texans. Uh, I know they just lost to the Chiefs, and they're going to end up being our uh, two number 10 teams tied for 10th um, for the official ones. But I just have faith in Watson. Um, Obviously, I kind of felt like it was a trap game, and uh, if they were to play again, I'm going to give it to the Texans. Uh, Number 9 for me, I'm taking the Seahawks. Uh, You know, and Russell, we trust. He's having an MVP year. Uh, Metcalf's having a you know what I mean a better year than I predicted. He's he's been catching some balls. Lockett's obviously showing out. The rushing game is starting to start rolling, but that defense they added Clowney and it's it's kind of been a letdown this year for what's been their strengths in the past. Just traded uh, for a safety too. Just traded for a safety. Uh, Quandre Diggs. Yeah, Diggs. I was gonna say Quaydron Diggs. Something Diggs. But um, so we'll we'll see how that works out. Number eight, I got the Chiefs. Even with Pat Mahomes, I was kind of, you know what I mean, the lowest on them, I felt like, regarding that defense. I kept saying it was giving up like five yards of carry. You're not going to stop an NFL team doing that. Seven, I have the Ravens kind of in the same category. They've always been a defensive team. They have Lamar. Is Lamar a good enough quarterback to carry a whole team? I don't think he's as good as Russell. Obviously, the defense is a little better, but that defense is is not that outstanding over there in Baltimore. I think it's a, a little overrated in my opinion. Number six, I'm talking about an underrated defense is the Vikings. Everyone just says, oh, they're good, but then no one's really talking about who's playing on their side of the ball. Uh, they're absolutely crushing it, and uh, Kirk Cousins is, is starting to throw. Five, I got the Bills. Um, going into good defense is still probably the, the team that best neutralized the Patriots, um, and they're obviously neutralizing other teams. Josh Allen is doing really well running the ball. And as long as he doesn't make mistakes, he has he has the arm to make any pass. For the 49ers, still not sold on Jimmy G. And it's going to be hard to make me put him into the top three team without a good uh, consistent quarterback. Obviously, if that defense comes to play every weekend, that's one thing. But uh, Jimmy G definitely needs to step up. Three, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's back, but he's playing well. Um Devontae Adams and the one thing about the Packers is I feel like everyone uh, has this kind of um, predictions too is they're getting a receiver at the deadline so they're only going to get better to the Saints 
and Breeze is coming back. Teddy's doing a great job. I'm really excited to see what Teddy's uh, route is next year. Um, I'm sure there will be plenty of teams that are going to give him $20 million plus a year, or is he going to be the backup? And then, number one, the Patriots, as you can said, consensus. Yeah, and so that's our that's mine and Josh's top ten. And as far as the cigars and sports top ten, do you want to kind of tell? Okay, so we kind of did like a weighted system where ten, if you're the first place team, you got ten points, and if you're the last place team, you got one point. And so for our official Cigars and Sports Top 10, the number one team is the New England Patriots. I think we all saw that coming. Even um, Pudge, Josh's dog, saw that coming. (laughs) Number two, we got the Saints. And then we have two teams tied for third, and that's the Packers and 49ers. Two teams tied for fifth at Ravens and Bills. Two teams tied for seventh at Vikings and Seahawks. And we have a... um, Chiefs at 9, and then we have the Colts and Texans both at 10. So that's kind of our official top 10. We'll be able to, get, uh, we'll be able to have a better one for our top 32, which we'll be, we will be releasing next week after the half season. Um, we got a new sponsor. Uh, our, our sponsors have really kicked up. You want to tell us about the situation or what, what's going to be happening? Yeah, due to new upgrades or due to some upgrades through sponsorship, um, there ended up kicking a, a, a fortunate amount of lump sum of cash. So we'll be relocating into a new studio, guys. With this new studio um, comes a whole new game, comes a whole new level, which we will bring. Um, our questions to you is, do you want to bring it too? So uh, hit us up, DM. Like we said, we're doing our weekly guest pods. We want to be focused on passions families friends and just anyone out there coming to educate um come in say hi let's do a pod let's talk and uh you know what i mean go from there guys um anything you want to touch base on regarding that guys no i'm just looking forward to the next chapter in cigars and sports we're gonna how we're gonna be able to set up potentially they hooked us up with some cameras potentially and so we have a lot of work to do as far as getting back to the drawing board and putting up the product that we want to see that we can accommodate now and then accommodate future plans. So, With that exciting. being said, too, I'm sorry for interrupting, but before I forget, we are looking for uh, interns, paid internship, um, audio engineers, um, people that want to get into some type of film, um, podcasting. Like we said, we'll be taking this into uh, a... <clears throat> face-to-face as far as YouTube and other places too. So just reach out and uh, we'll definitely see what we can do with you guys. Um, we got some work for you and we'll all learn and like you said, we'll, we'll be compensated too. Um, with that being said, we do have to give some time for sponsorship. So Good we transition. will be right back. Do you know what time it is, guys? But don't stress out. Holla at J-O-R-L L-L-C for the best Black Friday sales in town. Whether you need shoes, clothes, socks, woman underwear, or even a big old sack of weed, haul at JOL LLC for the best prices in town. Please be advised, these will only be cash only. Hell of an ad. Now, a word from our sponsor, Prismatic. Prismatic, bringing live music to OC. Coming November 30th. 
We are teaming up with our friends at Coalesce, and they are throwing a fundraiser for their desert festival. $5 minimum donation located live at the Tiki Bar, Costa Mesa's finest Tiki Lounge. It's going to get groovy. Bring your dance shoes. Prismatic. Follow us at double underscore prismatic. All right, and that was a word from our sponsors, JRL, LLC, and Prismatic. Thank you to those guys again. They're the ones that are providing our upkeep and upgrade in studio, which is going to allow our podcast to grow. Before we give you guys a preview of the high cheese or a little snippet of what is on our high cheese podcast, this is my personal favorite part of the podcast. It's the MMA talk. Since I don't know much about it, this is where Josh gets to flex on everybody for three rounds, three hot take rounds. And But I do know that the bad world's baddest motherfucker belt is on the line here soon. So, without further ado, Josh, please give us a little bit of knowledge from the MMA fight world. Yeah, as you stated, Kai's UFC 244 happening next weekend, November 2nd. Definitely going to go... Go down as one of the greatest, great fight card along with the baddest motherfucker belt with Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal going off. This fight won't be as uh, entertaining if you like stand-up, but for you grappling aficionados, this is one you'd like to see. We got Damian Maya versus Ben Askren at Fight Night 162. Uh, one of the top jiu-jitsu <clears throat> practitioners ever in MMA versus one of the greatest wrestlers ever not even in MMA, but just wrestlers ever. Uh, striking, round one. Striking goes to Damian Maya. As miserable as uh, Ben is to watch on the feet, um, da- Damian's not too much better, but he's get- definitely taking it. Damian, though, he his striking does re- revolve around leg kicks, which will be neutralized by Ben's takedowns. Obviously, Ben's going to be looking for him, and he's one of the greatest takedown artist ever in MMA. Um, second round, because Kai said I got three for you. Brazilian B- B- uh, Jiu-Jitsu, what Damian Maya's strength is. People don't understand most of his submissions. He's not a traditional Jiu-Jitsu, as in he likes to be on his back. He likes to be on other people's backs. That's going to be an issue with that Askren. Uh, Askren is a top-notch wrestler, and I just don't believe he's going to let Maya just be given the position um, the only thing is maybe Maya could do some chest mass and trick him, but I think Askren's seen about just about anything. And so for your third round, I think Ben's strength is suffocating, um, until you make a mistake. I think he's just gonna get in the good position and wait for Damien to give him something. Um, with that being said, Ben is a terrible striker, but his bread and butter is that bre- ground and pound. So I think he's gonna get a TKO, ground and pound, knockout over... Damian Maya in the fourth round, guys. Fourth round. Start. All right. So, uh, let's see if that makes uh, Les's locks this week, which will be out when Sunday morning again, or they go through. They usually go through review Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, and then we usually we don't want to change the lines too much, so we we usually put them live a little bit before kickoff, depending on the the game also. You guys got to understand, when I put this lockdown, this give or take 10 grand on the line, so the lines move after. So I like to let you guys know before 
I throw it down rather than after. It's very um, safe. So probably Saturday though, because I probably will be put a little money on this this fight as well as Michael Johnson will be fighting right before. Um, but I want to take it to the World Series, guys. What a goddamn series it's been. You know, Nats were on fire. They had a layoff. I was kind of skeptical. Could you still be on fire? And geez, they're still on fire. Yeah, I think they've all. I think they've all slept in these blue jerseys. They haven't taken them off, and uh, I think they're just playing all. Everybody's stepping up right now. The it's contagious. It's just baseball at its finest. It's unfortunate that it takes all season for this to happen, but Kurt Suzuki stepping up, hitting a big home run after being a nail biter, two to two all game. Um, it's just what it takes when the catcher steps up. The third baseman, well, the third baseman in this case is Rendon. He steps up. But Corbin's asked to come out of the bullpen and continue. He's probably going to be asked to start game four. So it's incredible what this team's up to. Trey Turner's playing well. Michael A. Taylor's getting on base when he's asked to do so. So I I said on my prediction on your hashtag your take Tuesday that the Astros would take game one, and I was wrong. I was proud. I was stoked. I was felt good to have Verlander on the mound, especially with Garrett Cole, but Nationals are just too hot. Yeah, so my other take, I was trying – I thought I wrote it down on my phone. I might have wrote it on a piece of paper, and I forgot to say it just because I was so hyped on the Clippers that day. And if you guys saw my take, um, it was just like a Clippers hat talking, saying, like as I stated, Clippers going 8-0 and versus the Lakers during the season. But my other take – was Strasburg would not lose a game in this series. For how good Cole's been, Strasburg's been just as good. He won last uh, game, and I think he'll throw again in the six if there is one. And I think he'll win that game too, or obviously have a no no contest, but I don't think he's going to lose a game in the series. Um, one thing I have seen, though, is Juan Soto is as confident in a young player as I've seen in a while, and uh, it's that's beautiful to see. He's playing um, great as far as, you know what I mean, his at-bats, seeing the ball, having great, productive, working hard. Um, obviously, no one will ever match the intimidation of Barry Bonds in the 2002 World Series, but um, it is nice to see him him step up because besides Tony Rendon, um, we were kind of wondering where, where these at-bats were coming from. Adam Eaton, too. Uh, I was never really big on him over the season, and he's been stepping up in the starlight. Uh we we're going to go over um, just like an MVP, a pitcher, and a dark horse for each team over over these playoffs. Guys, you want to start with the Astros? Yeah. Um, I would say that Altuve, right, for the playoffs, I did it for the series kind of, but Altuve, 400. He's batting 400 for the series, 410, uh, 4 for 10 with the one double. Um, for my pitcher, I have Garrett Cole, who for this for the postseason he's three and one, 29 innings pitch, 38 strikeouts. He did lose his first time in a while, and then for my dark horse, I think for the rest of the series would be uh, Brantley, three for eight, and he's hitting 375. But at that three spot, he's got to he's kind of got to produce more. He doesn't have any extra base hits, so he's got to kind of step that game up. Who do you have for the Astros? Yeah, for me, also Altuve, he's batting 300 over the whole playoffs, got five jacks, he's been getting on, he's been producing. Uh, pitcher, as you said, Cole, he got that first L, but he hasn't lost a game since like May 18th or 22nd, I can't remember what the exact date is. And then my dark horse is uh, Yuli Gurriel, um, he's got two hits this series, two RBIs, I've seen some great at-bats, 
And um, Jordan Alvarez, uh, you know, it's just I feel like the limelight's kind of caught up to him, and mm. he's he's been kind of a hole in that lineup. So Gurriel's been uh, been been doing well to kind of bridge in between the that MVP category down to the the, the All Star category lineup that the Astros have. Going on the Nats, I got my boy Tony Rendon. He's gonna be my team MVP. Uh, He's batting 324 in the playoffs. He's leading the team, and MVP should. Um, when you see him and Bregman play, uh, it, it just kind of makes your your point that where you, you want to give Mike Trout the MVP, and you kind of want to give Tony Rendon the MVP now over even Bellinger just because, you know, he's continued doing it. Um, and clearly, he's he's kind of carrying that team. Pitcher Strasburg, um, I, I didn't even have to look at stats just because of watching that game the other night. He threw six innings. He went 120 pitches with this whole new age baseball and bullpen, and you only see each batter two to three times. They just like gave their ace the ball, and they're like, you know what I mean? He had bases loaded and one out, two outs, and they're like, you got to get out of this. You know, he was still throwing high 90s, so that got me juiced and pumped up. And Dave Martinez, I like that decision. And then my dark horse, as I said, Soto, um, the confidence that I've seen. He's batting like somewhere in the high twos, threes. Um, so uh, yeah, some great hits by him, guys. Yeah, you mentioned him earlier. This guy, Adam Eaton, he's four for eight in the series with a huge three-run home run last night. Strasburg, four and zero, forty strikeouts with the twelve point nine K per nine innings, which is that's super impressive. And then. Juan Soto, he's getting up. I feel like he's getting on base every time he's coming up. He's putting that. He's putting the ball opposite field. Then the next at bat, he's pulling one down the line. He's got a five, and he's got to also to add on top of that, he's got a five eleven batting average. So he's a stud. And then Bryce Harper, who they're saying, yeah, Bryce Harper, who I like that. Um, one thing they had the general manager for the Nationals on TV, kind of giving him an interview, and they were stating, I don't know if you remember this, guys. When Strasburg and Harper were first like rookies, or they had like a few years under their belt, they were gonna make the playoffs, and then they shut Strasburg down in the playoffs, and they didn't let him pitch because he already hit his inning limit, and um, a lot of fans were mad about that because they thought, you know what I mean, we're in the playoffs, anything can happen. He was a stud young guy, he just had Tommy John the year before, and now he's like, look, he's he's not getting hurt anymore. He's an MVP Cy Young candidate. And you know, I mean, he's he's winning us games in the World Series now, so they're really reaping the benefits of the way they handled him um, when he was younger. Yeah, that's a good point, Josh. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. As we said, crazy week of sports, but with that crazy week of sports, there wasn't much to talk about until it, it actually happens, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, next week, tune in. We got a bunch of fire coming over for you. Um, as far as guests reach out again, we'll let you know who's coming on next. Um, it probably won't be until our new studio gets set up. And anything else besides that, guys? Ha- no. Happy Halloween, or we got one more before we see them, huh? Yeah, one more. Uh, hopefully, depending on we have, we have a busy schedule next week uh, off off the microphone, but um, with having to do with that new studio. But yeah, no. Give us a follow. Tell your friends about it. Listen to it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Not Apple. You can't. You can't access it on Apple Music. You gotta download the podcast app on Spot, um, iTunes Store. And we'll try. We're gonna be coming up with some content here soon. So I'm excited. Adios, guys, and we will see you next time. Enjoy yourselves. Bye.